Welcome to the Practice X Factor, the podcast to help provide you with tools, ideas, and real-world insights to grow your practice 2x, 5x, or even 10x. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Practice X Factor podcast. Great to have you back with us. And this week, we have a really exciting topic. Uh, At least it's exciting to me. Hopefully, it's exciting to you as well. And we're actually going to do this in a two-part series because it's such an important topic and because it can really add so much value and bottom line to your practice. So we're going to be talking about practice profits, all right? And whether, uh, you know, you think about this every day or not, it's critical to the health of your practice. Nothing measures the healthiness of your practice more than the profit that you make. Um, because unless you're in a, a non-profit or you you know practice working for a government agency or something like that, profit is what tells you how good the value is you provide to your patients and your team members and your community. So you want to be able to measure your practice profits on a weekly basis. So you know a lot of uh, you know if you have work with an accountant or maybe you do QuickBooks yourself or whatever. Um, you know, accounting system you use, you can get these uh, statements, balance sheets, profit and loss, cash flow statements, all those kind of things. Those are important, but they're not nearly as important as the leading indicators that are happening in your practice. So, um, you know, there's a, a saying about how, you know, the momentum you're having is much more important than what happened in the past, in the history. So you want to be measuring on a daily and weekly basis the profits in your practice. And in our office, we have a dashboard that we use each day. And on that dashboard, it tells us what our fixed costs are to operate so that we know what the profits are, which are things that go above the fixed and the variable expenses. And that way we can control and moderate uh, how much or how little we spend on the variable expenses so we can be mindful of the profit. Now, a lot of practices, you know, the American Dental Association says that the average practice overhead is somewhere around 70%. So, um, you know, if, if you're keeping the remaining 30% um, before taxes, because it depends on which, you know, what direction you look at this uh, remaining 30%, um, for most it's probably before taxes. So, you know, depending on what tax bracket you're in and how your practice uh, entity is structured and those kind of things, that can affect how much you have in profit. But um, if you're taking that whole 30%, um, let's just assume that, you know, to make the math simple, that it's, uh, you know, not including what you're paying in taxes. Well, you know, if that amount is, say, $10,000 per month, to make the math simple, again, then what you have to realize is that you're taking all of the profit and there's nothing left over for the practice. So you have to really do an honest assessment and say, hey, if I were a, uh, a practice broker, would I want to buy this practice? Is there profit in it or is it simply uh, paying you as the doctor or doctors in your practice um, to cover the profit? And so what I'm going to share with you this week is how we have a profit uh, bucket system in our practice 
call it the Practice Profits Activator System. I'm going to share some of that with you so you can learn and understand and hopefully implement this into your practice so you can differentiate what you take as the dentist, uh, what you take as the CEO or owner of your practice, and then what is left over as profits. And that's really one of the advantages of practice ownership because you can adjust those numbers as needed. Um, you know, always do what's ethical, honest, and legal, but within the you know tax laws and accounting laws, you can dial those things in. And we highly recommend you work with a CPA who knows a lot about dentistry so that you can maximize those opportunities. Now you're gonna to wanna to spend at least one hour per week on this, maybe two or more, especially if you're just starting out really taking a look at this um, on a weekly basis. Warren Buffett talks about how you know many people will turn their finances over to someone who makes a lot less money than they do. And so you wanna be careful of who you take advice from I'm uh, very careful to take financial advice from people who are successful, people who uh, do what they say, not just say, and people who have you know, experience in ups and downs so that they can give you sound, and tried and tested advice. You know, about uh, six or seven years ago, we had um, our first down year in the practice and we were down about five to 10%, which maybe isn't a huge amount, but if you're aware of taxes, is your tax uh, base is usually calculated on what the practice earned the year prior. And so we had a year where the collections were down a little bit, and then we still had this huge tax liability, right? And so it made the profits very, very tight, uh, but we came out stronger and learned from it. And then we went on the, the best five-year run that the practice had seen right after that. So for me, you know, it's the simple concept of, hey, what am I learning from this experience and how can I take that back and use that and leverage that to my advantage for the future? So you wanna start tracking your net worth if you're not, and your net worth, to put it simply, is how much do you have in assets, which include homes, cars, um, bank accounts, retirement accounts, your practice, of course, uh, your building, if you own your building, any other real estate, stocks, bonds, those kind of things. And then you subtract all the debts that you owe, and that's your personal income statement. And then also creating one for your practice. So uh, some of those things would be separate. Some of them, you know, you may look at them together. For example, uh, maybe you, if you own the building, maybe you own that with someone else in, in a separate company you'd wanna track that separately as well. But always make sure that you keep your personal finances and the practice finances separate. Uh, a lot of practice owners you know, uh, write off a lot of expenses, personal expenses through the practice, and you wanna be careful how you do that. Um, I know it can be tempting from a tax liability standpoint, but I'm here to tell you that if your practice can't make a profit without you know, crossing the, into that gray area of, uh, you know, tax adjustments that you're trying to take, things that, you know, maybe aren't really totally ethical and honest in order to save on taxes. Uh, really, you don't have a solid foundation. You don't have a solid company. You don't have a sustainable practice. 
And so you want to be able to increase your profits while delivering more value to your patients and also paying the taxes that you owe, being a good member of your community because we need taxes to support things like you know, fire, police, schools, uh, building roads, those kind of things. Now, I, I fully endorse using every legal you know, tax advantage you can, but uh, paying taxes is a good thing because it means your practice is making money. So you have to look at it that way. And once you can embrace that, then it makes life a lot easier. And then you can understand that, you know, a percentage of every dollar you collect in your practice is going to go to taxes. A percentage is going to go to your operating expenses. A percentage is going to go to you as the owner. A percentage is going to go to your team as payroll. A percentage is going to go to property taxes, repairs, all these kind of things. And most importantly, the profit margin in your practice is the amount you want to know first because you can work backwards from there. For a really good book on this, you should read Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Um, you can find it on Amazon or online. It's an excellent book. Um, now we've created a system that, uh, you know, we've applied some of these principles, but we've designed them specifically for dental practices, which is what I'm sharing with you today. And even with economic setbacks, even with COVID, even with uh, not being able to do hygiene for six or so weeks in 2020, even with patients who some are still nervous to come to the dentist now that the vaccine is becoming more widespread, I think the feeling and the uncertainty is starting to stabilize, but still there are gonna be lots of side effects from the closures and the stimulus and everything going on around us right now that are going to linger for months, if not years. Hang tight, we'll jump right back into the podcast after this quick update from our sponsors. Have you moved to the cloud yet? If not, check out Curve Hero. It's my favorite practice management software. It's fully cloud-based, and we've been a happy customer for over 10 years. My team members love it. It's very intuitive and easy to use. They have an awesome new tool called Curve Grow, which allows two-way texting and automatic appointment confirmations with your patients as well. My team loves it, and the support is great. They're available 24-7. Plus, all of your updates happen overnight, and you don't have to worry about expensive servers or IT issues. And most importantly for you as the practice owner, no more headaches. To learn more, check out CurveDental.com. Are you looking to grow your patient case acceptance and collections, but tired of the big fees from some of the major finance companies? Now there's a fantastic alternative solution with a trusted partner that your patients know and trust. Mountain America Credit Union offers fantastic patient financing programs with a quick and easy finance application that lets you control the terms and benefits of the plan. We've been using Mountain America for months now and have had fantastic results for our patients with large restorative and implant cases. To learn more, visit macu.com. So Dan Kennedy, uh, one of my favorite you know, marketing heroes of all time, he talks about how resourcefulness matters much more than resources. And to put that in some context, what that means is the creativity and the ideas you have and the way you implement things matters a lot more than the actual amount of money you have. So 
you know, a lot of people will say, well, if I had this much money, sure, I'd put away some profit. But the principle applies whether you make $10 a week or $10,000 a week. You want to know where each cent is going. But if you're like me, you probably don't like to, you know, balance a checkbook and, you know, adjust ledgers and do all that kind of thing every day. And you shouldn't be doing those things if you're really trying to take your practice to the next level. When I started out, I would do a lot of the bookkeeping and journal entries. I had a CPA, but I would do the journal entries for, you know, all the expenses coming in or expenses going out and the collections coming in. And man, I hated every second of it. I'm a numbers person for sure, but it was such tedious work um, with the type of Colby score I have, uh, which if you're not familiar, you should look, check it out, Colby, K-O-L-B-E. Uh, with my Colby, I'm a quick start and I'm a follow through, but I'm not high on fact finders. So doing journal entries is really not my thing. But for the year or two I did it, it was an invaluable experience because it taught me about cash flow and taught me a lot of things about accounting. So I'm very grateful I did it, but I definitely don't do it anymore. And really taught me how to manage, um, you know, and look at the numbers. And that's the most important part of this. So your accountant can send you statements or through QuickBooks, as I mentioned, but those are really lagging numbers. Those tell you what happened in the past. With the Practice Profits Activator system, you can look at what's coming down the line and you can look at what's happening more in real time. So I do this on a weekly basis. I set a uh, reminder use Google Calendar, set a reminder each week, and that reminder links to a checklist I have of all the steps to ensure I'm maximizing profit in my practice, uh, in my personal life, and in my three other businesses that I operate. And by doing this, you can really look at that and in a quick snapshot, see the health of that business, right? And then you don't have to spend hours and hours every week looking through financial statements that, uh, you know, if you're like me, a lot of what's on there is really gibberish as far as, you know, was this expensed as supplies or was this expensed as lab? Was this expensed as taxes or was this expensed as, you know, owner's equity, all these kind of things. So you want to generally understand those. It's very important that you do that. But if you can just log into your online banking and see where all the money goes and transfer it once a week, you'll have a much quicker, better, real-time idea of what's happening in your office. And then also be able to do that daily with your team dashboard. And that's worked really well. If you'd like a list of all the accounts, uh, you can email me, twilliams at yourpracticegrowth.com or text me 989-303-3994. And uh, we'll list that in the show notes as well. So you don't have to write those down. But if you'd like a list of the accounts that I have set up um, in order to do this on a weekly basis, I'd be happy to share those with you. Um, every Monday, I spend an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, depending on you know what I'm looking at or if there's certain areas that need more attention. But I choose Monday because it's a clean cut from the prior week of collections so that it can allow for things like you know credit card, transactions from patient payments that went in on Friday or went in on Saturday if they paid online or something. Maybe they paid you know, over the weekend through 
your website, those kind of things. Then that way all that's, you know, recognized in your checking account on Monday, and then you can transfer to the appropriate accounts. Uh, On the next, uh, you know, the second part of this podcast, we'll go more into how to account for this when you offer patient financing. You know, maybe you use care credit or you use, you know, a local credit union, or maybe you offer payments internally where you allow patients to make monthly payments. Well, you've got to be able to account for that in your practice profit activator system so that you can, you know, not over leverage yourself. You know, if you're doing monthly payments, accepting those from your patients, but your lab fee is due every 30 days, you've got to realize that, you know, some of those fees will have to come from previous month's collections or previous week's collections because the patients have not fully paid you yet. And there's a way to set that up so that you can earn extra profit from that um, that we go through in the full system. But for sake of time here, just know that as long as you're making these you know, weekly transfers, you'll be in good shape. What you want to do next is set some targets for your accounts. So you know, really figure out how much profit you want to make this week, this month, this quarter, uh, what debts you want to pay off for the practice. Um, you know, if you have a couple smaller loans on your practice, you want to pay off, uh, you know, work on those. I suggest starting with the smallest amount first, um, you know, regardless of interest rates and those kind of things, because there's gratification that happens. And also it frees up your cash flow when you can start trimming away the fat of loans on your practice and being able to use that money to reinvest in marketing or your team or take as profits. So set those targets each week. And then, you know, if you have uh, credit cards for your team members, which I would suggest, but you'll want to do those in a way that uh, you're setting a weekly budget for your team. You know, most credit cards will do a monthly budget, but we adjust ours weekly because we found that, you know, you as the practice owner, you're going to probably be the best, most experienced, most capable with the practice finances, which you should be. But, you know, your team members, especially if they're learning, if you give them the full month's budget, uh, in the past when we did this, speaking from experience, is often that would get spent in the first two weeks. And then your team feels like they can't buy any supplies the rest of the month. And that can really, really impact, you know, same-day production or large cases you're working on with restorative or implants or orthodontic cases, those kind of things. So you want to adjust that weekly and you base that on how much collections came in the practice, right? Obviously, some of your expenses are fixed, probably like your rent, you know, maybe some of your utilities, your phone bill, um, those kind of things. Payroll, you probably have a general good idea, but by doing this, you can figure out, hey, if I want to, you know, allocate 25% of every dollar that comes into the practice and your average collections is $10,000 per week, to make the math simple, well, you know that you have $2,500 per week attributed to payroll. Now, this does not include you as the owner, but it would include other doctors and hygienists and assistants and front office team members. Um, you know, most studies you look at will say somewhere between 20 and 27% is the average payroll in a dental practice. So, you know, I would shoot for being at or 
below that level, um, but not too much below because then you probably leveraged a little bit too thinly. But, you know, depending what part of the country you're in and what type of service mix you have, that can vary. So this really helps you know that, you know, if you want to add more team members, you've got to have a plan to increase the collections. And that doesn't happen overnight because, as you're probably well aware, if you want to grow the practice, sometimes you have to invest in new team members or new marketing or new operatories in your practice. So there's some upfront costs, but you want those costs to be, um, you know, what, what would be referred to in marketing as self-liquidating, which means paying for itself within the first 30 to 90 days. So when you uh, hire someone new, that 30 to 90 days is really the trial period to see if they're working out well for your practice. And if they're not, then you need to make some type of adjustment to make sure that the payroll is sustainable at your current level of collections. And that, that simple, you know, nugget of information right there should be able to save you thousands of dollars and headaches over the life of your practice when you can look at that on a weekly basis and really decide you know how you're going to invest and grow and work with your team. Your team's your number one asset, absolutely. You know, training, educating, um, role playing, practicing with your team is really critical. You know, it's an interesting analogy of how you know most high school teams probably run better than most dental practices because they spend hours every week practicing for the game that they have once or twice a week. You know, and college teams and professional teams are certainly much more advanced than that, where they spend hours and hours practicing for one game. But in practice and in business and in most small businesses and and most large businesses, people get thrown right in and there's really no long-term plan to practice Role play, practice, role play, practice, role play, over and over to continually get better. Now realize that in a business, you need to start making money from day one. So you, you don't always have the luxury of you know closing four days and then just seeing patients one day a week. That's probably not sustainable. But you can structure it in a way that when you hire and bring on new team members, those team members um, do have the ability to spend more time training and practicing, especially in the beginning, and then an ongoing plan for retraining down the line. If you look at studies, will tell us that within 48 hours, we usually forget 75% of what we've learned. And so anything you teach your team members or you learn on Friday is gone Monday, unless you're exercising that muscle and exercising your brain, so to speak, in order to retrain yourself on those things. So with your, you know, with, with your practice profit and gaining practice profits, um, remember that your practice is a living and breathing organization. It needs to be fed. And the way it's fed is with profits and with a way to always pay your taxes on time. If you pay quarterly taxes, um, like many practices do, you wanna have that money planned for ahead of time because you don't ever want to have to borrow money for taxes when possible. If you're in a bind like that, uh, don't sweat it. Just figure out a way to pay it off and be resourceful. And then make a plan for the future of how you're going to start setting aside money each week for taxes. Even if it's only a few dollars, it's more about the habit and the principle and the repetition than it is how much. It's just like exercising. You know, 
If you exercise one day a week for three hours, that's less healthy than exercising six days a week for 45 minutes because your body gets used to the daily routine and the daily habit and the daily mental clarity and all the health benefits. So it goes the same for your practice and the way you make your weekly transfers. In the second part of this podcast, we'll cover more about uh, how to account for this when you use patient financing programs and how to tie that into your profit system. So thanks for listening today. Always great to have you with us. And uh, as I mentioned, if you have any questions, I'll put the information in the show notes on how you can get the guide of the practice accounts that you should have set up and the targets you can make for those. And look forward to hearing your successes and we'll talk to you next time. For more growth tools and to unlock access to weekly practice building tips, visit yourpracticegrowth.com and subscribe to our free weekly email today.